And the response was, you could bone your wife to lower aggro level. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, Basil, do you not understand that? I do understand. Okay, good. The thought that he had behind this, he calculated a lot of things here. <laughs> Basil's mind blown right now by the. Never mind. I was going to say the depth, but that'd probably be the wrong word. So let's move on away from I this discussion point. This. I want to know how, what's the percentage of this aggro <laughs> <laughs> You can't expect this show to, to stay in the lines when they, they deliver those comments on stream, right? There they stood upon the shores of a once forgotten land. Many awaited their own journey there. To an intrepid explorer, this was another day spent dedicated to creating a secure foundation, one on which countless would soon join and build upon. Already they had found creatures and treasures they had gained as companions and artifacts lost, and soon others would follow and join in their own adventures. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, a.k.a. Seymourg, and I am joined by my returning Pathfinders. Let's start with Daedalus. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Also got Faisal in the his house, favorite social bunny. Hello. And Wandering Mist. He's back. Hello. He's yes, back for a second I one. I know. It's I a trick. know. What is this nonsense? I know. It's very Lord. unexpected. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised as, as well. I didn't expect to be here. I know. I know. I was all like, I was all like getting ready for the show and stuff. And I was like, hey, I was like, ah, oh, sorry. I gotta get you out of this. There's a group you see, miss, because we got to get ready for the show. He's like, oh, but wait, Sim, <laughs> one more. Just one more. Okay, that didn't happen, but in my head, I imagined it happened like that. Did, did I come up to you with a bowl? I was waiting uh, for yeah. him to say, please, for no. more. Please? <laughs> Just one stop for Dobby. Oh, my oh, goodness. Gobby, Gobby, even. We got to go with Gobby. Hey. Real quick, friends, we want to uh, we got to give a big shout out before we dig in today. Say uh, thank you to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the, you know, subscribers here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, all the places. If you financially support this show, this community, big shout out to all of you and a big thank you. Uh, it's like the fourth, I think, today, right, of the month, if I'm not mistaken. And my community's already been... Dude, my my community they they did it again, and like yesterday, I was just like this because uh, uh, they just blew up my Twitch chat with like crazy amounts of donations and stuff. It's super unexpected, never expected. Always appreciated. Thank you very much. I really, really do appreciate that. And um, man, y'all, oh, things are happening, and uh, things are getting a little spooky around here. Actually, uh, you know. There's a glorious gourd competition, y'all. Another one, third one. Um, 
they kind of they kind of dropped an announcement though with this one. It was not expected. You know, I kind of was talking to some people here in the community, man, and I actually was going, you know, the past couple years, like I remember back to like Alpha Zero timeframes, and I remember them actually giving away Alpha Zero keys, and I remember they were like, if you want, we're gonna give away some Alpha Zero keys, and if you uh, if you you win, you're basically gonna get in, right? And I'm not saying expect this. I'm just saying this was one of the one of the years that totally blew my mind. We thought that there was just going to be like a few people, like the the top three winners were going to get it, and they're like, oh, we just decided to give everybody that entered one, and we were like, what? It was nuts. Uh-huh. So not saying that was... expect that that's going to happen, but you know, things happen. <laughs> so let's talk about this glorious gourd competition, y'all. Right. <clears throat> You can go check it out on the official website, Rash is a Creation. Go to their news category. Check it out, man. There's a lot of stuff there. There's apparently two physical entries, and it looks like the deadline for entries is, let me get the date right here. You got to have it uh, submitted by October 27th, 11 a.m. PDT. Okay? It looks like they're taking two entry types, but you can only have one entry. So choose wisely which medium you choose to go with. Especially the one you choose to go with first, because if you, you decide to shoot one in there and then you're like, oh, man, but I feel like I could do a better job with this. And you submit a second one. That one ain't going to make it. So choose wisely. Make that choice count. Make that medium count. But with that being said, there's physical entry and digital entry. OK, so physical means you can take your own pumpkin in real life, carve that thing up, make it look all kinds of pretty. The Some of the criteria whether you do that or you just take the paper form and draw on a blank pumpkin that they've they've given us to use, whichever way you go with this, um, there's a few criteria that they are going to be judging this by. Okay, so 25% relation to the theme, which is Ashes of Creation, because that's the community we're in. 25% the quality, 25% the creativity, 25% to originality. But Sim, Sim, well, what, what what do we what do I what do we get? What do I get if I win? Oh, I don't know. How about all kinds of good stuff and things? Yo, they they dropped the the bomb on this one, metaphorical, right? And and they have two, three winner categories. One, the first place winner, grand prize, best overall. Gets an AMD Sapphire Nitro Plus Radeon uh, RX 5700 XT, 8 gigabytes. Yo, okay. Top of the line. Yes. Top of the line AMD graphics card right Mm -hmm. there. Super generous. So you get a top of the line GPU. You get a vintage logo hat, vintage logo lanyard, and mouse pad. And oh, also an Alpha 1 key. (sighs) Buddy. Okay. But wait, second place or the, the I don't know if I'm even going to say second place as much as like the two other categories of winners. The other category is going to be the gorgeous prize, which is most creative and beautiful. You get those three vintage items, hat, lanyard, mouse and an alpha one key. And then the glorious prize or the most original and epic. You get the same thing. Hat, lanyard, mouse, alpha one key. Pretty legit. Pretty legit. I'm over here telling my brother, I'm like, yo, he's not playing to like, I don't know, he's in beta or something, I think. Got a pre-order pack. I was like, get in on it, carve it up. I don't care. 
I don't even care if you don't want to win it. Just do it for me, homie. Even <laughs> I'm gonna even I'm gonna enter because it's a great graphics card and it's a chance at an alpha one key. So I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how that's gonna go. Like if I don't know if they're gonna like allow people who already have that access to get one to give to a friend. I don't know how that works, but for science, test the waters. Worst case scenario, they show your entry on stream. Pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, it's a sh- it's a shame I have all the artistic talent of cluster of colorblind hedgehogs <laughs> in a bag. So I will not be partaking in the contest because the most I could do is like a little smiley face on a pumpkin. <laughs> Dude, it's super generous, man. I don't know about you all, but I'm I'm pretty excited about it, man. I got um one more thing I want to read before we get going here. Now, I've mentioned it last time. I'm going to mention it again through the rest of the year on my, in my community, in my stream. I'm, I'm funding pre-order packs up to Alpha 2. So if you're interested, make sure you tune into my stream. One of the ways is to submit a five-star review on iTunes. And, uh, well, we got one this week. Got another one to read. Um, so I'm just going to read it real quick. Boop Bop 3. On 926 uh, said, good discussions with good people. Always a good time with some Morgan as co-host on all things Ashes and beyond. Each episode tends to be filled with enjoyable topics and great discussions. Thanks a lot, um, Boop Bop or Boo Bop, if that is your name. It's probably not your name, but thanks a lot for that review, friend. Really appreciate that. And um, gentlemen... Let's dig into the stuff and things. I've got a lot of stuff to show if you're here live on the stream. If you're listening to this later, well, I'm sorry. You're just missing out on some good stuff. So we'll talk about the live stream video. They showcase some Alpha 1 early preview again. And we're going to go in and just kind of dig in. And once the video is kind of done, we'll I'll let you all see some of the visual assets that we'll probably be referring to to some degree. Um, I kind of split them up in regard to like the renders and modeling and then the other one, which we're probably going to leave there towards the end, because I just think they're gorgeous, is the environment art. Some of which I was like, dude, is that is that like concept art or is that like freaking like in-game snapshots? Because I couldn't really tell in a couple. Mm. Tasty. It was great. Mm. So someone had said in the community they had showcased some turtles, which pay attention. You'll be seeing that here. There was also some stuff on the Q&A that was really noteworthy, but I'm going to let you guys kind of dig in. What were the things for you all that just really stood out that really caught your eye in the live stream this this go around? I think you hit it on the head about the environment art. I mean, that was for me, that was the most exciting. I mean, everything was great that they were showcasing, but I'm always impressed with what they do with the environments because... I couldn't tell unless they mentioned it, whether or not something most of the time, something was a screenshot from the game or actual concept. So it was, it was pretty detailed. The, their, their art team is the best I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Like we also got to see like early iterations of how the sea life would be. Like you got to see a couple of seaweeds here and there as it's really nice to see those. As an early iteration, you can see the difference before and after later on. Um, it's 
really good stuff. <laughs> For me personally, it was the the confirmation that from Stephen that in fact bold is full. What? <laughs> Say that one more time for everybody. I need to make sure you all listen to this and let this really resonate. Say that one more time. Wondering Mist, can you please just to make sure I there was a little bit of like a for a moment there I wasn't quite sure. Was a little bit of a a, a a crackle. Did I stutter? No. Bald is in fact beautiful. That's right, baby. <laughs> um no, but seriously, the the thing that stood out to me was actually the QA set. I learned some things that I didn't maybe they've been talked about before, but I didn't know about. So I'm yeah, they they really or they brought to the front of the minds some really cool aspects of the game which I'm looking forward to trying out. Mm-hmm. We also got new information how mounts are going to be in the game. Uh mm-hmm. when it comes to land and versus sea. Uh that's uh land mounts are going to be slow in uh sea. And C mounts are going to be well slower on end, so that's that's a good assuring thing to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. It's nice to have different mounts that are like not just speed boosts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they need some character. They need some uh, differentiation between, as opposed to just oh, here's a passive speed boost. Whoop de doo. Yeah, I'm definitely very happy about the mounts and the mount system we've seen so far. That barrel roll in water? Hmm? It wasn't a barrel roll, just saying. What was it? It was an early on. It's called an early on roll, but anyway. But who's counting this? Wait, how do you know this? I feel like you're, uh, you might be like, a, you might know something about the subject matter a little bit. I know it because of game theory. Oh, really? They did an episode on it way back in the day. That's literally the only reason I know. I retract my previous statement. It wasn't what I thought he was going to go with, but uh, there was somebody... What, what did you think I was going to go with? Huh? You're, you're a, a creature of the, of, the, of the ocean, the water. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, you couldn't do what that turtle did anyway in the water. Let's just put that out there in real life, but that's oh, beside definitely the point. Not. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping to get some kind of hint from somebody here on like Nikwa like like skirt. Nobody? God bless you all. Look, it was on my mind while I was like waiting. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that it was actually res- it was there somewhere. Um someone in uh chat the the day of the their live stream was talking to me about the turtle animations, kind of enjoying it, wanting to see more unique kind of mounting and dismounting. That was something that people brought up was, you know, when World of Warcraft as an example, um, I mean, okay, different. So in World of Warcraft, it's just like a poof and you're on your mount. Yep. It's just like poof, magic, you're on your mount now. Uh, in like the Elder Scrolls Online, it's basically like you just jump on. In most, in most games, it's like there's not really like a unique mount animation that's kind of ties in a little bit to each of the, each of the mounts and it. I kind of was looking at that and wondering if that's something we're going to expect because, you know, I've started to notice more and more with more of the footage that they've been sharing with everybody. It seems like between harvesting and between mounting and all these different things, I'm starting to notice that there's variation depending on what you're doing. It's not just like the same animation 
for every type of gathering or not the same animation for like every kind of like mounting and things like that. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm kind of wondering how much variation we're going to see there, but kryptonite uh, in chat, had actually said wanting to see more of the turtle, uh, the uniqueness that we saw with like the turtle animations for mounting to be a little bit more of that. And um, do you guys know that I almost called this episode turtle power? <laughs> <laughs> you, you should have done i was real, down to them. I, look i was watching this video i was listening to them talk and here's why i went with intrepid explorer because why well we got a lot of really good concept art and a couple of the concept art pieces for the um new area that they're working on is uh has a couple of like uh you know adventures or whatever that just looked like they're exploring and then steven had said something about intrepid explorer when we were watching the footage and i was like oh man all right intrepid explorer but turtle power maybe another time yeah <laughs> it was all about the turtles man um i'm curious what do you all think about what we see with like the footage uh, that we've seen so far with the uh kind of like the blurring like the darkening of, of vision when you're in the water some people are like really for that kind of uh kind of style oh there it is there it is there is the non-barrel roll animation that can't be done but is done in a fantasy world for those of you watching um <laughs> what do y'all think about that like kind of blurriness it kind of reminds me of arc if you ever played arc survival evolve i'm gonna agree with gruntag i'm not a fan um now that's not to say that i don't think there should be like some visibility things right you may not be able to see as far mm -hmm. I, that's okay but the blurring even you know as we've seen some of the other footage that kind of more um mm -hmm. kind of softer effect does i don't know it kind of gives me headaches sometimes mm -hmm. so that's that's why i would say um i'm not a, a big fan of the blurring i do think there needs to be some trade-off between you know going faster in the water and being under the water if you've got a water mount but i i just think they they might want to polish that a little bit more and, and just you know full disclosure right it's still an early iteration yes. right so they're looking for feedback here mm -hmm. but i'm just not a fan i would like them to maybe try something different um than you know the base blur i think that was just a little too distracting for me kind of instantly noticed it and I didn't like it. Um, my first reaction. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people in chat kind of resonating the two different ideas, you know, like, uh, you know, in terms of like realism, it's a little darker, but then again, it depends on what kind of water you're into. Right. Mm -hmm. For realism. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, like people are kind of all over. <laughs> if you want realism from the UK, then it would just be black. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> poison on that one. <laughs> you wouldn't see anything if you want that level of realism what body Literally, of water are we in here when, when i went diving in the uk i'd have my sort of the dive watch and i'd have to be sort of like this what depth am i at i th think i'm at 10 meters but i'm not quite sure it's kind of blurry even from this distance Oh, man, <laughs> uh, no, that diving diving here in Saudi Arabia is like it's really beautiful, and depends on what time you go, because uh, depending on the ocean current, you can either have very like mm. foggy water, you can see all the salt moving uh, in and out, um, but some days are crisp, 
ear waters. But mm. even if I took my goggles off, I would be able to see, but they're going to burn because of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salt will get you. Uh, yeah. Careful <laughs> with not- Be careful with too much salt, friends. It hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i with, with that that blowing effect i personally would be fine with something like that i think it would be interesting but as Diesel says there are some people who it can be a major problem for them in mm-hmm. in terms of like health problem like if you start getting migraines yeah or or like eye strain from that which is a real thing that can happen then it really loses the um the Im- not impact the appeal of it and it becomes a deterrent for a lot of people and that's not what you want we want people to go out in the ocean and explore it as it's part of the world and if you don't want to because every time you go into water you get eye strain or migraines then you're just not going to do it and so they they've got to be really really careful mm-hmm. that kind of thing unfortunately um, me personally, I don't really care if it's there or not. Um, I think it's a cool feature, but is it mm-hmm. a necessity to have it for the game experience? I don't believe so. Like, um, like I think a lot of people would have more fun uh, playing it without these blurs rather than having. But. Uh, yeah. Overall. So I want to tie something in. So I might I might bounce around and jump around on uh, the show as we're discussing some of these elements, specifically as they tie into what was shown and what what we might have heard uh, from Q and A's. Now there's not a lot of it, but there's one that ties in. So at the end of every Ashes of Creation live stream, the developers answer some questions, right? And you can contribute to those. Uh, usually it's in the forums. You have a time frame to do it. Uh, But there was a question later around, will players be able to craft items that provide underwater advantages? And Mm. the answer was yes. Underwater uh, breath buffs, speed buffs, and more will be present. No water vision buffs, though. Underwater Mm. visibility needs to be fair and balanced. So, you know, I think that was really good because, like, if if we hadn't had that question there, one of the things I would have been curious about is if are they going to provide because, you know, there's some elements of of ashes that are inspired by their games like Arcage is one. Stephen played it immensely. Mm-hmm. I played Arcage as well. A lot of people have and <clears throat> think what you can or think what you do about it. There were a lot of things with that that game specifically that especially in the beginning were really great um, over time is what is where the problems kind of came in. Um, anyway, my point is I would have thought that. I would have actually thought, are there going to be, you know, items that we could craft that would then maybe mitigate like the water vision, et cetera. But it sounds like that's not going to be the case. It sounds like it's going to be something that is pretty standard in water. And so it's it's something they're going to be wanting to work on and pay attention to. And obviously the community seems kind of in two camps around it, like more more clarity so that we can function. And some are like, oh, it looks great. It looks you know more realistic. It is fantasy, but someone else in chat just a minute ago said, you know, it's fantasy, which means you can make it whatever you want it to be. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it. They're really big on feedback. So feedback, feedback. 
Share it's, it. It's very real. But like, I think if they wanted to do it, they would let any of both parties do or cast a spell that would give vision. But it would give for both parties, whoever in that certain area. Like, if they're trying to do PvP, it would give it for the entire, uh, like, area. People. Give them more vision. That's it. Um, other than that, yeah, I could see why they don't want to balance. But now we're, if we go with that route, we're now getting into a situation of potentially creating more problems for, to in order to solve a problem that we made to begin with. It seems a little bit silly to, me. I don't know. It's, if if we went, if they went with like a toggle, just non-off toggle, whether you want it or not. Obviously, then the issue is um, how it would affect combat. And obviously, yeah. if you've got layer of vision, you get a combat advantage, obviously. Mm. So the only way around that would be to have, for example, a system where as soon as you go into combat, you get the clear vision. And that just goes for everybody, regardless of whether you got it toggled on and off. Once you get go into combat, clear vision. And then that would mitigate that somehow. But even then, it... It's it's again it's trying to solve a problem that really I don't think should exist in the first place. Yeah, I mean I think from a visibility standpoint, I think you don't mess with that really. You just kind of keep it standard for everyone. I would like I said, I mean my you guys know my preference. I think where you're you're going to maybe need to look at the buffs. Um, is probably more in kind of speed, how much, you know, underwater breathing, those kind of things. Those are pretty standard. Um, water walking, maybe. Um, but I think you do have to keep that also in check, like not have it be kind of an unfair advantage in the sense of making the buff kind of too long. Um, I would think it would be good to have a kind of a cool down period or something um, just so it, it's not overused. Because that could also be it. I mean, even though it, you know, seems like a fairly straightforward mechanic, you know, people could, you know, stack a bunch of potions and, you know, use it indefinitely and create maybe an unfair advantage there too. I think they just have to test it. In all honesty, uh, but I think the visibility one is going to be tough to have as a toggle. I, I echo what you're saying, uh, Mist. Is I just feel like people are, and in Sim too, I feel like people are just going to turn it off in combat. I mean, even if you have a buff, like you were saying, it's like, why add more overhead onto the game when you can just, you know, nip it in the butt at the start? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I agree with that for sure. So there was also some uh, showcasing as they were sharing the video um, on, you know, kind of like some of the, different mount types you know we got like you know ones that are water mounts like gliding land flying uh there was uh the tide snapper which was the one they were on a lot and then they they even showed like the raptor and the worm as they were there and they like kind of dumped jumped into the water kind of dove in and you got to see like the animations for the uh for those creatures as they were swimming uh you know in regard to immersion that just I mean, this was even like the dev discussion from last month, which, which talking about immersion, you know, what breaks immersion? We had that conversation here. 
And I was looking at that and I was like, what a good, you know, transition. Cause I mean, even what they had showcased, not even including what we're going to look at with the images in a little bit. I mean, for me, the immersion was all over, all over the place, man. That kind of variation in, in how a, a creature swims or, or whatever uh, in the water. I mean, those small little differences for sure uh, reinforces immersion for me. Um, let me see here. So, okay. There was also some discussion around, you know, the types of water combat, uh, talking about, uh, you know, ships. Uh, they even talked about the, uh, you know, water dungeons, which is something that some people <laughs> in my own chat where they saw that there's like, there's going to be water dungeons. I was like, yeah, man. I'm like, oh my God. And they're just like going all, you know, going crazy. I was like, hell yeah. Anyone else getting uh, flashbacks to the water temple in Ocarina of Time? Yes, dude. I was. <laughs> Yeah, Zelda fan, baby. I, I hate Dungeon so much. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me nightmares. <laughs> that was, it was pretty tough, though. Honestly, I remember back in the day. Um, let's see. Let's. We got we got some discussion point around uh, animal husbandry as well. Then they had kind of shared a little bit, which I thought was interesting. You know, they've if I go back. Way back, they talked about, and this was something that people had some concerns about when, way back when, they had talked about how, you know, some, a lot of the elements of the game would have like maybe a, almost like a modular design to it. And so some people had a lot of concerns around like gear because they felt really worried, especially in the APOC uh, time, time frame, that like it would become too modular and it would be too much like Warframe in terms of gear and the way you customize and all that. Um, even some of the gear at the time, it kind of reflected some similarities, but, uh, they talked about how like in animal husbandry, you'd have some, you know, they've talked about these knobs essentially, but, you know, breeding would help you to achieve things like variations on, on health, skill type, speed, damage, mitigation, um, combat effectiveness, accuracy, level of damage for skills. And when I, when I heard them talking about that, that just directly my mind immediately went to caravan components on caravans because they had talked a lot about that previously too. And so I definitely see, at least from my own perspective, what appears to be like a, a modular design theme around some of these different uh, elements in the game or these core features of the game. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of rehashing an old topic here, but what do you all think about it so far? I mean, that modular kind of element that maybe you've seen too, if you do. As with a lot of the systems in Ashes, it has the danger of becoming overcomplicated. And that's always something I'm I'm looking out for, because having intricate systems is all well and good, but if it becomes needlessly overcomplicated, that's when the unpredictability happens, and that's when things break. So, mm. well, yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye on yeah, as well as a lot of other things. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, I think every time... And I know some of the stuff that was mentioned on the stream was a little more along the lines of just kind of, you know, joking and Steven poking a little fun. But I, I do get worried when we start talking about some of these systems and there's some level of saying, hey, we're doing this. 
Um, and, and maybe it's not we're doing this for launch, which is maybe a different problem. But still, I think anytime you make systems needlessly, I mean, I would say needlessly complex, you're going to create a problem, not only for you from a technical perspective, but being able to keep the game intuitive for players um, and have there be some like some level of progression and in their understanding of how to play the game and how to play the game effectively. That's not to say I'm advocating for making it like really vanilla and really kind of easy, but I still think it's important trying not putting so much into the game that people are overwhelmed um, right at the start. Maybe think through how all of this is going to work together holistically and then build on that. Because there's definitely a lot of great ideas. I think the team is super creative. If you know, if nothing else, right? They've succeeded in sparking the creativity in the community and exciting the community about their creativity. But at the same time, that also is a very slippery slope to get into when you're designing something that needs to continue to perform over time. It's not like a one shot. It's not necessarily like, you know, a single player game or even, um, you know, a, a PVP game that's kind of more session based. This is something that's got to be kind of able to grow over time and people being able to latch on it over time. And mm. I just think, you know, getting too complicated over time, it, you know, you lose a lot of players um, or some of those systems just become unnecessary because people are like, oh, this I don't want to do this because this is taking too much like brain space for me to be able to understand it um, versus something that might be more simple and people have fun with. Can we, Amen. Uh, can we uh, <laughs> talking about they, they were talking about mounts. I want to kind of hit up on the mount bit a little bit longer. The, the passenger mount skills was, you know, I heard that and I was like, Ooh, that's going to be, wait, what? yeah. Passenger what? mount skills. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it's like I didn't. Yeah, I I, I see where trying. a lot of people have you know where a lot of people do have a little concerns. Like it's an ambitious project. It's innovative. Uh, that's the thing we love about it. Um, but that's also the thing I think that some people are nervous about because with innovation, I think does come that level of risk, doesn't it? You're taking some risks. You're doing some things that people maybe haven't done. It may not be these systems that have never been done before. But the way you combine them and the way in which you you kind of plan to deliver that, I think, is the thing. Um, uh-huh. I don't know, man. Kind of got to wait till we get there in, in that regard, I think. But um, <laughs> uh, let's just get on to talking about some of these. I'm going to go ahead and cut this. And friends, let's look at the some of the renders that they posted for us. Now, we got all kinds of furniture renders that they had showcased on the live stream. Um, we got, <laughs> oh, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Oh, you know. Can we uh, talk about some, how can I, hold on, hold on, just give me a moment. One moment. Can we talk about the, um, the buffs that individuals get for sleeping in beds together? Oh, God. Oh. I mean, that might be something one would hear. <laughs> Oh, 
I don't know if you saw the chat when this was said. Oh my goodness! I the did. That was just going so crazy over all of it. I I just oh my, oh my god! I, I couldn't even. Ah. Uh... Can I just read a few things from chat immediately what happened right here? Uh, Grotek said, two people, one bed. Buff! King says, uh, my bed is always open. DJ Flynn says, kiss your homies to bed. Magisto (laughs) says, do you need to do forward slash spoon? Oh, we're getting to that troll with the the Stevens comment on that too. And I'm going to talk about why I'm a proponent of it. We'll get there. Yeah. Look, and if you're a married couple sleeping together in bed, you get an extra buff. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. Okay, I, sure, I, Stephen. <laughs> Whatever you say. I like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to go somewhere in a minute where I think that this is probably going to be saying something similar. I could be wrong. feel like I know him well enough to think maybe that's possible. But here's the thing. Like... It's cool, man. We've talked about how, like, in, in taverns, you get, like, you know, rested XP buffs and stuff like that, it, giving elements of the game. And it's, again, it's just not like it's an unheard of buff to get from laying in a bed in a game, right? It's it's not uncommon. It's existed. But <laughs> Charlotte Chat says, did Jeff even know that was a plan? <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, didn't. Yeah. I don't think oh, just the great. look on his face when Steven <laughs> said it was just yeah. Dude, the look on Jeff's face sometimes, man, you're just like, oh, I don't think he saw that one. <laughs> like, I don't think he planned on that being delivered. It's hilarious, man. It's pretty funny though. It genuinely is pretty, pretty funny. It's still it's useful, but I mean, you want to talk about a mer like okay, not gonna go where I was about to go with that. We're catch me about, catch me at the end of the show in our in our community <laughs> chat, and I'll share, but not on the show. Speaking of which, if you're if you're curious where that is, join discord.gg forward slash cmorg to find out. <laughs> Someone, plug. do you want to know? It's not, yeah, man. Come, the more the merrier, man. Hey, I wanted to read this right here, though. Someone in chat had said, <laughs> "I just, I have to, <laughs> I have to read it." It's not in. Oh my god! King, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sim. Okay. I can't. Cheryl, why? Just why? Why Why are we doing this? Can I read this? Oh, I love it, man. It is, I, uh, is this PG? I'm reading it. I'm reading it, Charles. said, You get an adrenaline buff if the partner's not your spouse. Bonus if it's in a tavern with said services being offered. Boom. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> premarital sleeping. Look, I at tools for our peers. I love my community, man. You all are freaking awesome. How about how about <laughs> how about if we reintroduce Primanox? Hold on. You know what Primanoctor is? I have no idea what that is. What is so this? it's it's like a fictitious thing. I don't think it ever happened, but basically the laws of the land on the night of a wedding of like one of their citizens the lord of the land oh. is able to basically take the female right. into his bed oh yeah on the yeah. night of their their wedding so that yeah okay so that i know what that is well. but not the word for it yeah <laughs> yeah. 
Someone in my chat the uh, on on Wednesday post uh just post live stream as we were having our post live stream chat and collecting some of these. I was like, I've got to write this down because it's probably going to tie in perfectly, and it does. It ties in perfectly with what I would expect from my chat. And the response was, "You could bone your wife to lower aggro level." <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Wait, Basil, do you not understand that? I do understand. Okay, but good. The thoughts that he had behind this, he calculated a lot of things here. <laughs> Basil's mind blown right now by the. Never mind. I was going to say the depth, but that'd probably be the wrong word. So let's move on away from I this discussion point. This. I want to know how, what's the percentage of this aggro rate. <laughs> <laughs> You can't expect this show to to stay in the lines when they they deliver those comments on stream, right? Or when they deliver the other comment on stream, which goes, well, what happens when you get married? For some people, they have children. Oh, well, what happens when mooring nodes destroy their nodes? And Steven's idea is like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we could have an orphanage system. He's mentioned this several times. I just want to get your feedback on that comment. I just think it's worth talking about for the for the fun. For the fun. Is it is it really worth talking about? Absolutely. Sure. Go wild. Go wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know why? There there are other games where you've got like orphan children and stuff. World of Warcraft has a system where orphan children exist. It's a holiday thing, you know? Yeah, every year. Oh, what's yeah the holiday the holiday thing where you get like a little pet or something like that, but you gotta go like go to the orphanage in Shathra or whatever or Shathra or however you say that. You've got to go there and you've got to like go run these quests and stuff. Now I'm not a big fan of daily quests, but quests that tie into events for like the seasonal sort of stuff I can kind of get into. Um, there was a quest in a game where the orphanage is burned down. Says T Elf in chat. Um, <laughs> It's not exactly, it's not unheard of that this happens, but like, you know, whenever Steven says it, people like kind of freak out a little bit. I'm like, it's not like this doesn't exist. I mean, there's, we were talking about it on, on here in the community, in my community, and we were talking about how like you have the Argent Squire in World of Warcraft too. You get like a pony bridle or what bridle or whatever, and they can like, I think they can like go get stuff for you from your bank or whatever, if I remember correctly. Something like that. You can like purchase items from them and stuff like that. So it's not uncommon. Now, how you choose to incorporate a system like that into the game, I think, is different. But um, anyway, I, I'm I'm pro for having something like that in a game. It may not be their launch. Probably won't be. Wouldn't expect it to be. It's not what they're planning to deliver. But something similar to that. I mean, I dig it. I think it's cool. I don't care what y'all think. I not gonna lie. I would be kind of disappointed if their first expansion was <laughs> marriage and children <laughs> save the orphans the expansion war is among gamers us. trying to make gold to pay off all their kids it's saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious man because probably shoulder mount oh, i'm not reading that king i can't read that i can't <laughs> almost got baited into that one not doing it Look at this, man. Uh, then you've got the... There was kind of some discussion around... Let me find it real quick here. They did talk about like the cosmetic saddles and stuff like that, which you probably have seen here on the stream. Um, I'm going to actually go ahead and swap over to this other image because I just am really looking forward to showing this and 
continuing to see it the rest of our live stream. The environment. Ooh. Oh. They're working on new areas, new environments, man. It looks so good. It, it legit, man. I saw that and I was like, oh, man. They gave me they gave me like YouTube video image art for the next two months of these podcasts now <laughs> easily. And I love them all. So I would totally use them. Beautiful. Their art team. Oh, top notch, man. Top notch. Get that. Sorry. I have a show yeah. to run. I apologize. Now I want my freehold oh. in one of those beaches, man. That's what I want. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the coastal nodes are gonna yeah. be the most popular. Mm-hmm. Just vacation. all the waterfalls, yeah. man. <laughs> I love them waterfalls, y'all. I really do. It's one of my favorite things in MMO. You want to talk about immersion? Oh, look at all the waterfalls, dude. Just not murky water there, friends. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It does slip you. Not gonna lie, it does slip you. Get get that lovely ray tracing on. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. A beautiful mm. thing. Let me see. There were some discussion points around. Uh, where is it? Not the underwater combat. Although that's that's fair. There was talk. There was discussions around like underwater combat, naval combat, raid bosses, dungeons, trade ships. We talked about earlier. There was also um, discussions around. The grade and rarity of mounts definitely want to encourage people to go back in and do a good listen and viewing of this. There were some good questions. Some people weren't aware of them. Um, some of us were, uh, but there was also kind of some discussions around if your nodes at war with a node, your guildmates live in, does that stop you from being able to party with your guildmates, raid and defend your castle? If the defensive siege happens during the same time period as a, a node war is happening. So it won't prevent you from partying. The guild members want to party and work together while at war. They can do so. It will definitely require further testing. I don't know, man. Where do you think the lines on something like that should be? I think that's going to be tough to balance. I would like to see. I mean, I definitely think it's going to get shaken out in testing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think that that's going to be difficult. Um. I mean, I guess what simplifies it a bit is accounts are kind of um, account bound to a node. So you can't have that kind of interplay to balance out. But yeah, I would agree um, that it's it's going to be tough to balance that. Um, is there and I think they talked about this before, like this, there's some sort of hierarchy, right, in terms of how you can PVP in terms of like guild, family, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. But I think this is just going to be really difficult to balance. I mean, if they're, are you going to, are you going to go after your guildmate, you know, out of like, you know, some sense of fun or is there, could this create more conflict too? I don't know. I would just have to see how it shakes out in testing, but this is one that I'm not sure how they would balance properly. That's going to be tricky. That's for sure. I don't, I don't think they should that you should be able to have both a node siege and a castle siege going on at the same, same time. time. I agree. I, I think it's too too much. And it's going to split the population too much as well. I think there should be some system in place 
that cannot happen. Hmm. Faisal's looking very contemplative. He is. Like, uh, like the amount of resources that would be needed to proceed both a siege and I know that at the same time is going to take a lot. Like, even if they try to gather all of these all of these resources, they're going to have to split the army in half, mm -hmm. which is not very optimizable. Like, not very efficient. Sorry, that's the word. Um, should it be possible? I don't see the backlash from it. Like, well, well what do you guys think? Do you guys think people can pull it off with half of the um, half of the people? I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of with, see, I'm with Mist on this one because I think about overall like server stability and stuff like that. And I imagine having a lot of that stuff going on. I mean, I'm not a developer, right? I'm, I'm not, I, I can't say whether this would or wouldn't impact what they, what their design is. I just know in other games, from my own experience as a gamer, that sometimes when you got a lot going on on a server, you can break it. You can, they've got to restart it. And so I just mm -hmm. think about sure. potentially the weight load of all the activity happening in different places all at the same time or mm. all within a certain proximity with the nodes where these variables are like being calculated and it just breaking things like that. That would be my concern is too much at once. And then the sidebar to that would be, uh, it you know, kind of I, from the in-game politics, it makes sense. It, I mean, it would be cool to like have that kind of the dynamic there where like you could kind of like walk the line even with your own guild or with your node, but it's not something I think I'd want to really tinker with too much, especially in the beginning. I'd be concerned about the server itself, like being stable as a result of that much going on at once. Sorry. Hmm. I think I miscalculated by not adding a guild alliance. Like a guild alliance could also happen where like I have a guild attacking once the, the siege, <laughs> the castle. The servers catch fire. The, the the other one would be another guild attacking the node. Um, didn't put that into consideration. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you think about like guild wars. You think about castle sieges. You think about uh, like node sieges. Like I, I, I think that those are all great, uh, like points of conflict. I wouldn't want to see too much going on at once. You know. I mean, when you've got those types of conflict, if you have those going on at different times, there's more activity like spread across the board anyway, I think so. I mean, but it's doable. Like in Elder Scrolls Online, for example. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Are we really going to go there? Is that your real... I mean... Oh, is that the reference point? That's, that's the aim game. No. Right there. Uh, it's, it's this is what we're aim aiming game, for. Elder Scrolls Online. doable. Oh, I'm not um, saying it's the best I mean, you're thing. thinking like sieges in Cyrodiil, all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. How well is Cyrodiil go? <laughs> well, how well is Cyrodiil uh, ever okay, gone? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, how it much can be done? Lag would you like today? Yeah. Two seconds or five seconds? Ha however, I am gonna I say this. Ten. Please. ten? <laughs> <laughs> are you trying? Are you all trying to? Not, you know, like impact my well being today. <laughs> it uses a mega server, though. It's a very different scenario. Ventharius is in chat. He's mm -hmm. right. And look, to, to Faisal's point, they do have a lot going on at once and it does function. 
Um, and, and, you know, you got to look at the two points though, right? It, it does function well, having a lot going on. They also use a mega server, different, different cutout. Uh, but you've got to look at like the, the coding and all the stuff that I, as a gamer, just, that's not my, my knowledge or skill set. Don't work at Intrepid. Yeah. You don't know exactly what the foundation is they're building. It's just important that the build, the foundation is solid, no matter what it is really. Do you guys um, think they should make it like uh, they have to get um, do the castle sieges first, be done with them, then they would be able to siege all the nodes that's uh, tied with the nodes that, that well, specific metropolis. I mean, everything has a declaration period, so right. I think that's probably the way they're going to stagger things. Yep. I mean, I agree with what you all are saying, like both from a technical and a player perspective to not have all that happening at the same time um just because i think it's it's a lot of coordination that that needs to happen and when you're not on like a mega server like say like eso mm. right it's going to be difficult to organize that and be effective it's it's in in a sense it's going to waste an opportunity i think and it's players i think are probably going to get annoyed with that because everything we've heard is any siege is going to take a lot of resources to make happen. So you don't necessarily, I mean, I don't think it would be wise even just tactically to try to do that um, because resources are going to be constrained as it is. You're going to want to focus your attention, I would expect, first on the castle to weaken the node and then go after the castle. But in both, you know, in that case, you're still going to need to have enough resources to do one than the other right i think trying to do it both at the same time you're gonna lose resource as in players not necessarily you know you, you'll lose resources as well but you won't be effectively using your resources i think if you try to do it both mm -hmm. just even from a tactics perspective at least mm -hmm. that's my opinion i know anyone can feel free to disagree well no i agree it at the end of the day if you've got a no siege and a castle siege going on at the same time you've potentially like the castles for the guilds that inhabit and want to take over the castle that's going to be their priority right they won't care too much about the no mm -hmm. could be there or not they think so if you've got a castle that's already two potentially big guilds and potentially even more if you've got alliances in there who are going to be focused on the castle so then if you've got no siege on top of that that's a huge portion of the local player base that aren't going to take part no and that could potentially impact the the playability of of that node siege uh, that that's partly why i i think they should be separate and not able to do it at the same time mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that that's always my concern is like I love the way these concept pieces, you know, that we see from like concept art to to renders have been translating. I am I, I am in love with it. It is great. Like when I go back in time, all of that stuff, like it couldn't it couldn't have started to turn out a better way. Although the worm wings are a little weird. They look like chicken wings. It kind of weird to me. But aside from the worm itself, like hope I'm saying it right. Uh, I like thicker wings or whatever but the overall like 99.99% of these renders that have gone from concept to even that ember worm that we've seen beautiful beautiful 
I mean, there was a time when we were like, oh man, I don't know, man, what art style are they going for? They've got it down, right? So now I don't really have concerns around that all, really that much at all, at all. It, more of my concern now really does go to the technical side of like server stability, performance of like being able to use skills, not desyncing the things I've just had a lot of unfortunate experiences with in other games, right? These things that fundamentally, because they just don't work, really throw off my immersion, my ability to just enjoy the game. Um, so there are a lot of, there are a lot of great reference points for games. You know, one in chat right there is uh, talking about the, the Assassin's Creed black flag vibe vibes, you know, that game, that that game was pretty good. So it was, uh, you know, there's other games that have been great too, in terms of like water combat, naval combat, really good reference points. I mean, sea of thieves. I've even, I've talked about that one before. I haven't played it a lot, but I mean, that open water, the vibes, man, the way it functions, it's really well done. It, it really is, in Even my opinion. When it comes to the forest areas, Monster Hunter always comes to mind. Monster yeah. Hunter World. Mm -hmm. Really beautiful. Atlas is up there too, right, King? Atlas, yep. Um, so there's a lot of like a lot of reference points that we can make when we talk about this. And I think the thing for me is I'm at the end of the day, there's a couple things that I love the most when it comes to an MMO as a player. I'm not saying they're the most important. I'm not saying this is what you all should focus on. I'm just a guy sharing his thoughts and his feedback on it. And for me, it's theory crafting, like the dynamic between being able to, you know, uh, theory craft builds, you know, have that level of like customization and variety to my character and how well that performs. Something that I can be like, that's my build. I'm rocking it. It's great. We've, we've seen that we have, uh, elements in the game that are going to lead that direction for that one thing that I care about, like the augmentation system, things like that, I think are going to really be the bread and butter of that. The other thing is the environment and immersion and it being stable so I can run around and enjoy it. It's already an open world game. Already, I'm like, oh, because yes, please. And what we've seen so far is gorgeous. So I just want to be able to run around in that world and it not be choppy and laggy because of stuff going on, whether I'm in proximity to other players you know, hashtag or quote unquote, this, came, this is a direct quote from Ashes of Creation. I'm going to beat that ass. Even if I'm running around beating that ass in game, right, with my character having a hell of a time, if I'm up close fighting or I'm running around and on my mount just picking some herbs in game, just chilling, relaxing, that like stability is definitely going to be key. Because if the foundation is solid, the game's going to. <laughs> the game's gonna go to great places and they've made a lot of references about making sure that they build that foundation taking more time if it's what it takes to make sure the foundation's solid so I believe in it and I think it's plenty of good things to come and boy are they I feel like they're buttering me up a little bit with all this island art I don't know what to say y'all but uh you know Basil's starting to get a little lower. Gentlemen, we could talk about this forever. There's plenty of other talking points we're probably going to carry over into the next podcast. But um, before we wind this one down, were there any final thoughts you all had? Anything you might have left out on touching on that you want to make sure we chat about real quick? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No? All right. I mean, the, the only thing for me 
is um, that very last question about the mentorship program, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. But that we could talk about that for the next hour. Yeah. If we wanted to. So yeah, talk about it next dude. week. For sure. We'll definitely talk about it next week. And and this is something I've been super excited about for a long time. They've hint, hinted at it and talked about it. And I think it's a good place, good place for us to pick up next time, friends. The big guy, the sun is getting real low. <laughs> yeah, phase is getting low. Our social bunny is getting low, everybody. But friends, it's always a great time on the Pathfinder podcast. We love our Ashes Pathfinders. And you know what? If you listen, watch this show, contribute your thoughts. If you haven't done that yet and you're paying attention to this somewhere right now, please do so. If you're listening and you're like, oh, but there's no place to comment, Sim, join our Discord discord.gg forward slash simorg it's the home of ashes hq which is the home of this podcast and this community and friends you're more than welcome here we've had a lot of people joining lately and it's just been more the merrier it's been a great time um before we wind this one down remember to give this show five star review on itunes it's greatly appreciated any comments you leave when you do that will be read on the show you can also call in we actually had somebody call in but there was a bit of static i almost decided to play it play it but it seemed like it was coming almost like transdimensionally or something i don't really know <laughs> what was going on there but it was reminiscent of of another person that we've heard of before but yeah i couldn't make out their name i don't know man if you're listening i hope you hope hopefully this gets to you wherever you're at out there and please do do try to call in and leave that message again. You know, use some arcane powers if you have them and and try to make it work. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Be sure to follow this show on Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder. You can shoot us a mail and leave a comment for the cast or the show or the studio or the Ashes fam at AshesPathfinders at gmail.com. It's been an absolute pleasure, friends. It's always a good time. Episode 94, which I just realized I didn't put the right number up there. Rip. I'll have to fix that. But episode 94 is over. Episode 95 will be here next Sunday, 5 p.m. CDT. Pathfinders on the show. Sign off. Let people know your domains, where they can find you. Basil, for your sleep. Social Bunny. Oh. Hello. Hey. Um. <laughs> Usually you start from with somebody else. I know. You're I like to change. That's what I do. I test. Um, what's it called? You you guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. And Daedalus. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Ashen Herald. And Wandering Mist. You say that i know you can find me on my channel which is on youtube just search for that i'm also active on the ashes official discord and the ashes official forums the same tag and i'm some more your host everybody join us next week have a great week take care of yourselves stay safe out there until next time friends a great one. Bye. Bye. Bye.